All right, no intro today. We're just gonna get right down to it. I'm kind of tired of having intros like every other podcast. I kind of like podcasts that just jump into conversation, even if it's not like, you know, the deepest conversation from the beginning. I just wanna jump right into it. We're gonna be talking about something that's very challenging today, but it's worth discussing and it's worth looking at both sides of, of the coin. And that's knowing how to listen to what your body needs, but also knowing how to decipher what your brain is trying to protect you from unnecessarily. So let's let's explore both those things. First, let's talk about the latter point that I had mentioned. Let's talk about your brain being hyper aware to danger and things that are uncomfortable. There is, uh, for those that don't know, our brains have been trying to protect us so that we will survive from an environment that's constantly trying to kill us. So that's like ancient brain, you know, things that are going on. And so as we evolve into the modern world and we start living in houses and we start having access to food 24-7, our brain doesn't evolve along with that. It doesn't recognize that there's food 24-7. It doesn't recognize that we live in a house with air conditioning and all these different things. And so it's still operating as like an ancient part of the brain. And what happens is when we see something that makes us uncomfortable, and, and this relates perfectly to self-improvement, to fitness, to improving your nutrition and your health, because a lot of us are hesitant to do things that are better for us because we, uh, you know, like a good example is a lady the other day told me she's intimidated by going to the gym because she's fe she feels like she's always being watched and there's certainly creeps at the gym, don't get me wrong. I taught it one, I actually had to kick a guy out one time because he was talking to an underage girl. I get that the reality of that is, I'm not trying to, to, to belittle that at all, my point is, is that there's a lot of times where our brains exaggerate how uncomfortable or how quote unquote dangerous a situation is going to be. And there's a big difference between danger and fear, right? Danger is a reality that needs to be uh, paid attention to because if you're in danger, like if you're being, you know, chased by somebody who's trying to mug you, it's not time to go, oh, my brain's just, you know, overreacting. It's like, no, that's, that's an actual dangerous situation. But in, in our modern, modern world where things are a lot more privileged and comfortable, our brains are still reacting to things that we don't want to do as though they are, uh, you know, like we're afraid of those things. So you might be worried about certain things. And while I think it's good to pay attention to what's going on psychologically and what your brain's trying to tell you, leaving it at that and not taking action because you're afraid doesn't serve you ever. It might serve to relieve the fear that you have in the moment by avoiding the problem, but it doesn't serve you in your life. It's things are going, if you don't take care of your health, for example, no one's going to take care of it for you. No one's going to force feed you broccoli. No one's going to make you exercise. So every time that you don't work out or you don't take care of yourself, you're making the, you're just pushing the problem off to another day. And the problem that a lot of people have is not realizing that one day they're going to wake up 30, 40, 50 years in the future and it's too late. Like there are things that are just going to happen to them that they can't reverse because they didn't take care of that problem. And I'm not trying to sit on a pedestal and say, hey, I don't have problems either. Like I've probably got more problems than I can even count on 10 fingers, but I have this one part of my life sort of mostly figured out. And that is, I got to take care of myself now 
so that I don't have to suffer the consequence of not taking my care of myself later. So that's what I'm going to speak on. I forgot exactly where I left off, but I'm on the right track. We, ha- we have to understand that part of ourselves. We have to understand that a lot of times our brains are exaggerating the thing that we're avoiding. As, and, and it only gets more unknown and it only becomes a bigger problem the more you avoid it. Perfect example is waking up in the morning, having a planned workout, and not doing it because you're too tired. But if you would realize that over time, as you wake up and you just start moving, like I, I don't go to the gym the first waking, you know, the first time I open my eyeballs, I don't just go straight to the gym. I take some time, I get my pre-workout or I get my water, whatever it is, get my coffee. I'll put my clothes on, I'll stretch a little bit. I'll say hi to my dogs, I'll pet them. Like I'm getting, I'm, I'm producing momentum to get me in, into the position of working out. And then I start my workout and I start off gradual and then it becomes gradually more difficult. And then I like to end with a walk. That's just my routine. You, you have to build that for yourself. You have to make that happen for yourself because it's not going to just come out of thin air. You might have days you're more motivated, days you're less motivated. You still have to take the same action. And we talked about that in a previous podcast, or maybe I talked about it on Instagram story. I, I don't remember. They, sometimes they feel the same. All right, so we spent the first half talking about fear as an illusion and danger as a reality and understanding the difference between those two. Now I want to talk a little bit to those people who might be too hard on themselves because being too hard on yourself can also cause problems. It can cause overuse injuries. Um, The fear of gaining body fat or or getting fatter because you're not exercising is is a very real reality. I don't know if it's anywhere near the same amount of people that don't do anything for their health, but it's it's still a, a large population. And so now I want to talk to that group of people. I want you to understand that routine is important, but if you're somebody who feels overwhelmed by how much you think you have to exercise, maybe you saw a TikTok videos like, hey, I work out six to seven days a week. And you know, you look at that person and they're they're sort of the ideal body that you want, and you're thinking, well, that's what I gotta do to get to be that person. Uh, first and foremost, no, you don't. Uh, that's that's a, an illusion. That's a fitness myth, so to speak. You don't have to work out six to seven days to look like a super lean person. Um, what's very important for the person who feels constant pressure to always have to exercise, I think the thing that helped me the most and the thing that I coach is understanding how to vary your intensity with exercise. Exercise doesn't always have to be a 30-minute sweat fest, right? Exercise could be going for a casual swim. Exercise could be going for a walk around your neighborhood. The point is to understand that you need to have varying levels of intensity. Sometimes you have a very intense workout, hopefully and most ideally when you feel the most rested and fueled with proper nutrition. On days where you don't, like let's just take an extreme scenario, for example, let's say you're hungover, right? You probably don't even want to move, and I totally get that. But if you were to just go for a walk that day, that would be better than doing absolutely nothing. So you have to understand that the you know the people that work out six to seven days a week, if they're doing it the wrong way, it's not going to last very long. Their body's going to burn out. It's going to tell them either through injury or some kind of chronic injury that's going to come later down the road. If you're the kind of person who is somebody who needs a break, like you feel like you need a break, you're probably doing too many intense workouts back to back. You probably need to adjust your intensity. Instead of doing four intense workouts a week, try two or three, and then space those out appropriately, and in between, do less intense things. 
my casual swimming. It's, it's summer now, at least in the northern hemisphere. So you can go for a swim, right? Just doing a basic old, you don't have to treat it like a marathon or some kind of, you know, very difficult thing, but just get active. Find a way to have a balance between all those things and learn to enjoy how exercise makes you feel because you're balancing out the intensities. Listen, an intense workout can make you feel great, but if you do it too often and you do it for too long without some sort of break in between, then it could lead to more problems. If you're somebody who isn't working out intensely enough, you might not get the benefits of, you know, in more intense workouts. What I encourage you to do is find what works best for you and the routine that you can stay most consistent with. Like, listen, the routine that I have now is less than one eighth of the routine I used to have. And it took me a while to fight that that was okay. Like I used to think like I'm, I'm never going to be the way I used to be. Well, I'm not living the same life that I was living then. So there's no way that I can duplicate that routine because I had so many luxuries. I was waking up super early to train. I had most of the day, I was, I was burning an extreme amount of calories because I was teaching exercise. And then I would do my own weightlifting workouts. And I had way more free time that I have now, at least free in the sense that I didn't have to, you know, sit at a desk and like do some, you know, work. So my life is completely different. And if your life has changed recently, don't beat yourself up for having to also change your workout routine. All right. Doing anything is way better than nothing. And that's how you should view it going forward because you have to play the super long game. When I used to say long game, I would think like a year, two years. I'm talking about life is a long game. You got to play that game. You got to realize that in 50 years, what you're doing now that seems very small, like walking for 20 minutes or whatever, is going to pay off further down the road, especially if you stay consistent because it was such an easy thing for you to do. That should be your first priority. You can get into the more intense stuff. Listen, it's easier to add more than it is to start from ground zero. You can always find a way to add a little bit more within the amount of time that you've allotted for your exercise, okay? I don't wanna go too far over 10 minutes. We're already at 10 minutes and 30 seconds. Thank you a ton for listening to these episodes. I really enjoy doing these 10 minute episodes because they fit nicely in my day. If you enjoy this podcast, please share it with your friends and family if you think that they can really benefit from it, if it if it's something that serves them best. Um, and let me know what you like about the podcast. Uh, I am always open to any kind of feedback. You can tell me it absolutely sucks and it's the worst podcast you've ever heard. Or you can tell me, hey, this is great. I'd like to hear more about this. Or, you know, thank you for talking about that. I haven't heard a podcast that talked about that specific thing in such a short, condensed and you know, finite time. So anyway, have a great rest of your day and I will talk to you in the next episode.